Yesterday, uh, I was able to go to a wedding for a good friend of mine. And as I was, uh, I was getting kind of my ideas and my, my plan together for the day, I was thinking, okay, the wedding's at 1, got to leave at a certain time, got to get there. Uh, I knew where the address was, so I'm kind of working backwards and planning my day. So I planned to get there about an hour early, just in case anything was to come up or traffic or something like that. So I'm going, and I get to about the Huey P. Long Bridge because the wedding was on Jefferson Highway. And as I'm, as I'm getting closer, I get a phone call. It's about 10 to 12. Hey, uh, are you coming? Yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm at the Huey P. Long Bridge. I'll be there in plenty of time. Well, it starts in 10 minutes. <laughs> Excuse me? Wedding's at noon, not at 1. Oh, uh, fine, I'm going to get there, no problem. So all of a sudden, my, uh, my driving became a lot more reckless. Um, I was called number one and had some nice gestures thrown my way as I was weaving in and out of traffic, horn honking here, hand waving there, but made it in plenty of time. And the wedding turned out to be beautiful, um, but as you can imagine, when I walked in, there was this kind of awkward tension that had been in the room because they hadn't seen a priest. Now, I wasn't the presider, but they hadn't seen him either. So there was a little bit of a tension going on. But I go to the wedding. It was nice. Um, my friend, like the, my friend, I was happy to be with him. His wife was beautiful. The, the music and all was great. And it was just a really good time. Like it was a really good, spiritually just enriching time to be at this wedding. After, when we're taking pictures and things, I ended up talking to the, uh, the father of the bride. And the father of the bride looks at me and he said, uh, he said, this was a little taste of heaven. And I agreed with him. I said, absolutely. Like, just the way that the, uh, just the way that everybody was really into it and, and praying and lifting up the couple. Absolutely. This wedding was truly a, a small slice of heaven. Well, today, Jesus, so beautiful that today, Jesus uses the image of a wedding to explain to us what the kingdom of God is like. Essentially saying, a wedding feast is a little slice of heaven. Inviting us into the heavenly banquet. The heavenly wedding banquet. So what he does is, this parable, he basically drops us right in the middle of a Jewish ceremony, of a first century Jewish wedding ceremony. Now, sometimes whenever you see how Jews would celebrate back in Jesus' time and how we as Cajuns celebrate, you would think we were the same people. Jewish, the, the, the Jewish wedding rite, essentially, was a week long. Just like us, we don't, we don't like one day. We, we say we're going to have Mardi Gras, which is going to be a day, and then we're going to celebrate it for two months, right? It's just, we, we have this, this spirit of celebration. And that's what Jesus is likening the kingdom of God to. So there are these ten virgins. Now, if you think about these ten maidens, you could think they're essentially the bridesmaids. And part of the ceremony would be a procession from the place of the ceremony to the reception area. And part of, that, part of that procession is they would have lamps 
with oil that would be burning to escort the bridegroom and the bride to their celebration, to their wedding banquet. Well, as we read, you have five wise virgins and five foolish. The bridegroom is delayed. He wasn't, he wasn't quite to the Huey P by the time it was wedding time, right? He was delayed in getting to the wedding. So much so that they all fall asleep. When they wake up, the five wise ones who brought spares, spare oil, are ready to go. They go straight into the celebration. The other five have to go off, find oil, get this whole, like, kind of be delayed. They're away from when the bridegroom gets there. And when they come to the reception, the door is locked. And the bridegroom says, I do not know you. Now, it's very interesting to hear this, but we have to listen to it in the context of the heavenly wedding feast. There are two major elements in here that I think all of us, uh, it, would, it would be a very good thing for all of us to, to reflect on, especially at the time we're at, with Thanksgiving, with the holidays coming up, I think it would be very good to reflect on two instances, two, two details that are in this scripture, especially as they relate to us and our welcoming into heaven. The first, when the foolish, when the foolish maidens show up and the door's locked and they can't get in and the bridegroom looks at them and says, I do not know you. Our bridegroom is Jesus. Our bridegroom is God. And when it comes time for us to enter into that heavenly banquet, as a, as a place of reflection, will the door be locked? Will he know us? Will he know you? Now, like any other relationship, the question that follows that is, do we spend time with the Lord? Do we make space in our day, daily, having communication with God? Like, do we have an active prayer life? Not only where we speak and we say, we say what we need or say what we want, but also where we make space to listen. To break open the Word of God and read the readings. Read the Scriptures. Do we have an ongoing relationship with God? Or does he echo the same words from the scriptures today that he says to the foolish maidens, I don't know you. I think all of us can find some place in our life that, oh yeah, I need, a more, I need to be more active in my prayer. And I don't, we don't say this from a condemning standpoint, but more from a call to action. Again, the other detail I think that we have to look at, and this is something that our church fathers, our early church fathers from the first few centuries of the church, when they were breaking open this scripture, they likened the oil to good works. St. Augustine, in particular, said this explicitly, that the oil represents the good works of the Christian. So again, it would make sense 
I can't give my good works to someone else. I have to do them myself. I have to be prepared with them myself. So, again, I think it's a good reflection. Do you have that spare oil? Have you been continuing to do good works to keep your lamps lighted and trimmed to not let it go out? Like, do we exercise the, do we exercise the Christian dignity that we've been given by sharing the love of God with those around us? Or is it something that we maybe put in the back burner and just gradually the, the flame flickers and goes out? See, for us, us to live and to be Christians and to live that in a way that is a full life, to live that in a way that is inspiring to others, but to live that in a way that it, it, it really is fulfilling. We need both. We need to know God through a personal relationship, through a personal prayer life, absolutely. And the result of that relationship, the outpouring of that relationship, is shared with those around us in the good works that we do, in those spiritual and those corporal works of mercy that we do for the people around us. A lot of this interior reflection, especially during this time of the year, you'll see in the, in the upcoming weeks, our readings will shift a bit as we come to the end of our, our liturgical year. As we close in on Advent, which begins a new year, there's this theme of being vigilant, of being ready whenever it is that God calls, whenever it is that it's our time. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Like, continue to be in that relationship with God, that whenever it's our time and we're seeing Him face to face in heaven, that He looks at us and He says, I know you. You're my friend. You've been walking with me for years and years and years. Because our prayer life goes beyond the grave. Like, we want a taste of heaven, that's a good way to start, is to begin with an, an active prayer life. Also, you've, you've stored up the good works in you. You've been ready that whenever it was your time, you lived the Christian life. Not just, not just in some kind of way of thinking about the Christian life, but you actually, day in and day out, lived it. This is what the Lord is calling all of us to. Is that active, active prayer life and an active Christian life. Today, we have the opportunity to receive from God Himself. Like, the pinnacle of our relationship with God is here in the, in the sacrament. We experience Him in confession. We experience Him through anointings. We experience Him through baptism, which we celebrate today after Mass. But also, we experience Him, all of us, the pinnacle and the depths of our relationship with Him here, in physical form, where we receive Him into our lives. And at the end of Mass, the last words that the priest says, Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Go live your life as a Christian. Go do those good works. So today, I don't think it's a place for us to be afraid or to be ashamed if we haven't been living up 
to the level that God is calling us to. But rather, it's a place, today's readings, today's um, message is a place for us to be motivated. That God is calling us back to Himself. And the way in which we respond is through that life of prayer and that life of service. So as we receive Him, as we enter into this Mass ever more deeply, and we grow in that relationship with Him, may we also bring it out with us to live the life of a Christian, to witness to those around us, and to share the love of God that we have received. It is there that we see the depths of a relationship and the good works that, we, that we're invited into the meal because we know our Lord and we've had our oils.